yeah, she was just on me okay. all the time. It's very known about like which way she thought my life should go. Uh -huh. And on top of that, that with still Christianity. Was oh yeah. yeah. My partner. Oh, what? tell me about Blake. Blake the blackhead. <laughs> <laughs> I snuck into the room of the of the frat house and I I went in through the window and there were two humans just on top of each other and there was no food anywhere. For Welcome back to season two, episode nine of the Funhouse Family Podcast. I'm your host, Brian Caves. Today's guest is Jasmine Albertson, and then later we'll be joined by Darla the Dairy Pimple and the largest raccoon you've ever seen. So stick around and change my tire, won't you? Join us. He's like fucked up shit all the time. He's like racist. Oh shit. And um, <clears throat> like, yeah. Like he's like pro Brexit. Oh, uh, like, Morrissey's pro Brexit. Yeah, yeah bummer. Yeah, he's the past like couple of years, dude. He's been saying like some real fucked up shit. I want to like put like a Smiths <laughs> song title to that. Like I know, right? What it what what is? Yeah, uh, I don't know. <laughs> Terrible. Come back around to that. Yeah. Um, hello, Funhouse listeners. I'm currently sitting with Jasmine Albertson. Uh, she is the co-founder of Distinction Music Management, which prioritizes the promotion, booking, and distribution of music from women, POC, and queer artists. Jasmine is also an associate content producer at KEXP. Jasmine, thanks for being here. Thanks for joining us. Thank you for having me. Yeah. Um, so for listeners who are not aware of you, can you give us a brief or however long history of who you are? Sure. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, well, I've been working in the music scene for a few, many years now. Um, yeah, I, I work as a writer at KXP, so I work as a music journalist, and then also on the other side as a um, booker and promoter and artist manager. Um, so my whole life is pretty much wrapped around music, yeah. which is pretty cool. Um, yeah, it, that's, that's who I am. So let's go back a little bit. Like, let's go back to like, uh, like uh, home life, like background. Rare, like, what, yeah. where, where, where's, where's home for you? Home for me is Kent, Washington. Okay, uh, that's south of here. South, yeah. Southern suburb okay. of Seattle. Uh, you know, it, it's not that great. It's not that terrible either. What was uh, what was it like uh, growing up through like high school and like like parents and how how did that yeah. how was how was that formed you? Well, um, I was super religious growing up, so oh, okay. that was a doozy of a situation. <laughs> yeah. May I ask what, what religion? Uh, Christian. Yeah, okay. I went to Christian school from like fifth to ninth grade. Mm -hmm. And um, thank God I got out yeah. before graduation. Otherwise, I literally would be married with like four children by now. <laughs> yeah, so was that like you, you like you were sincerely like but you were yeah. kind of, like you were in it well I, yeah i was in it i had yeah. a promise ring i was oh, like shit. gonna wait for sex till marriage yeah the whole nine <laughs> yards what spoiler what, alert i didn't what's but... a promise <laughs> what's a promise what's a promise ring what oh oh my gosh it's a thing that like bougie girls in christian schools do um where like it's more. It's you. It's more just about the ring. It's a way to like <laughs> wear it on your wedding ring finger, mm -hmm. and it's like a smaller. Like mine was like diamond. Oh gosh, yeah, yeah. Like describe the <laughs> describe the promise ring. <laughs> it was. <laughs> We're going away. Fourteen carats. I don't even know. I don't know what carats it was, but it was. It was. It was beautiful. It's beautiful, but I, I lost it. Ironically, oh shit! Um, that's, very, that's like very <laughs> around the time yeah. that I was like also questioning everything. So, what was that? That, that I mean, share what you want to share, of course. But like, yeah. what was that process like? What was the turning point for you to be like, ah, uh, nah, I'm not into this anymore? For sure. Um, well, when I went to when I transferred to like a regular public high school, mm -hmm. I was still like super into the church because I was in the youth group band and yeah. dating someone in the youth group and like super involved. Um, but just like meeting people that were different and mm -hmm. had different opinions and viewpoints of the world. Mm -hmm. Um, it didn't take me very long yeah. to like question everything yeah. and be like, this doesn't like add up. Was there a specific, <laughs> a specific moment for you that you remember oh, going back to? Like, I think it was when I'm 
had my first gay best friend, mm-hmm. my first gay person that I met. Mm-hmm. That was a, like the turning point for me because mm-hmm. I was like, how how can you not be like the same or equal? Like you're going to hell, but I'm not. Yeah. Like, how is that fair? Yeah. So what? How does how does like how does music intersect with that? Like, where does that, where did that come in for you? Like what, I guess what led you to like going into the field that you're going into now? Because it seems like, it seems like we're on polar opposites, like Christianity, right? Like the, the type of music that you promote and book, like where, what did, what led to that like process? Absolutely. I feel like because (laughs) I was so like, I only listened to like Christian music and like, pop some pop radio what, what were some of the what were some of the names of the bands oh gosh Christian uh bands. oh gosh uh there was one that i loved it was like a girl group but they were so bad uh i can't remember right now okay no that's but fine. i will we'll that's circle fine. Back it'll to probably it, come back yeah. so you were yeah you were listening Real to good music <laughs> yeah you were listening to christian music yeah until like i as soon as i like left Christian school I like met someone who was into music and Mm -hmm. suddenly I this whole world opened up to me and I felt like I had been like screwed over Mm -hmm. I was like there's a whole bevy of music out there that I've never explored yeah and so I just dove headfirst into exploring trying to find as much music making up for lost time Mm -hmm. and I feel like I've just been doing that ever since what um what were what were some of like the formative bands for you like yeah well, that Maybe was... not Morrissey. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I did love the Smiths. Yeah. <laughs> but um, I will say that was, this was like circa 2003, I want to yeah. say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, Green River Community College in Kent has mm-hmm. like a, a little radio station that plays yeah. like pop punk and stuff like that. Uh, yeah. play like this. I was into it like a few months ago and it was the same thing that they were yeah, playing yeah, in yeah. 2003. Yeah. But yeah, it was like things like, um, like get up kids. Mm-hmm. Like it was like more emo yeah. or like pop punk kind of gotcha. stuff. That was the first like entryway right. into delving into more things. But then it was like the OC soundtracks. Hell yeah. Were I mean, those fucking are good. Amazing. It's good they music. Stand, on soundtracks. They stand the test of time. Yeah. <laughs> Also, Phantom if you, Planet. If you don't know the OC soundtracks, you are you're missing sleeping. <laughs> um, so you you talked about like uh, was it Green River Community College? Yes, KGRD. Yeah, like what led you into radio, like specifically radio? Because like you work for KEXP. Right. I'm assuming you've done some. You've host. I'm assuming you've hosted some shows. Yeah, yeah. radio was actually what I thought I was going to do for okay. a while. Gotcha. Um, I went. When I, I went to ASU when I graduated, mm-hmm. Arizona State, on a whim. Terrible decision. I hate Arizona. But I came back mm-hmm. and uh, just went to Green River just to, like, get some classes under my belt. I was like, oh, I should take that radio class since I loved KGRG. Yeah. And I really liked it. Mm-hmm. I loved it so much. And so then when I transferred to Washington State, WCO, yeah. um, I was like, I really got to do radio. But yeah. the radio station that I started working with was more underground music. Yeah. And more, uh, more about the music than even KGRD was. KGRD is like training you to be like, you know, a talk jock. You know. Yeah. Like, yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. Like, was it very for commercial like, radio? Male heavy. There. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. Dude, I just imagine like a guy, like a dude, just making like sound, like the sound effects are like whoa. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. KGR. <laughs> uh, that is you hit it on the nose. <laughs> um, so. Uh, let, uh, tell me about your work with KXB. What does uh, an associate content producer do? So I write for the blog. Mm-hmm. I initially started as a volunteer mm-hmm. in like 2015. Mm-hmm. And then in 2017, I got offered the opportunity to write the music news. So like, they're like, oh, we'll, we'll pay you to write the music news. Like, mm-hmm. fuck yeah, I'll do it. Cool. Um, and then from there, it's grown. And now I have more creative freedom. So I get to do like interviews and show reviews and all types of things who have you think inter- pieces who have you interviewed uh well last week i interviewed mac demarco oh nice yeah that was weird <laughs> oh why, why was it weird? <laughs> was he just a weird dude like well, was, was he kind of trolling you a little bit yeah he yeah. was like tired and like it, i don't know it was the whole thing and yeah. it's like he had so many handlers like i hadn't interviewed someone in person of that mm-hmm. stature 
yet who mm-hmm. had like a whole team of people or like got pulled away like okay he has this much time for an interview yeah. like hi mac here's an interview bye mac okay. take a picture so i would not say we're best friends but yes it was like hey, you just like breeze, <laughs> you, you breeze through it yeah what what is it you you mentioned the word handler like what is that like what like, does that term mean well i mean i guess his handler situation is very relaxed as they're all mm-hmm. just like chill dudes like hey bruh yeah you know? but just like a team of people okay. like surrounding him like pr or something, know, like like his tour manager okay, okay. and like uh maybe a manager manager i don't know i was have to decide who everyone was you kind of touched on this a little bit but what what are some of the perks to that job working at kxp oh i mean like getting to meet mac demarco that's fucking amazing yeah uh going to shows for free mm-hmm. that's a big one do they does kxp uh, fund your do they like get you comp you tickets to go to yeah i'll get press or? passes for a lot of things well cool. mostly if it's for a reason like if i'm covering it for a show or mm-hmm. if i interviewed that artist and then then I'll just be like, hey, can you get me on the list for the show? Yeah. Um, so that's really cool. And the, I, there's so many things. Um, I have, if I can talk about something that just happened that's really exciting. Yeah, please. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, we're actually partnering with NPR. We're oh, going to wow. do uh, a segment focusing on the Seattle music scene where, mm-hmm. like, the Slingshot series, the Austin was the last study that they did. Mm-hmm. We're going to do three pieces about the Seattle music scene, mm-hmm. and it's going to be hosted on NPR's website. That's great. It's going to be a byline on NPR. That's, that's <laughs> awesome. All right, so, so what's your involvement in that? In that so uh, it, it's going to be a group collaborative effort between the whole writing team, mm-hmm. but uh, we figured out, we had a meeting the other day, we figured out what each piece is going to be about. Mm-hmm. Um and we're doing like kind of a thing where we're trying to take away, because when you go outside of Seattle, everyone thinks of grunge. When you'd say Seattle, like, oh, Nirvana. Yeah. So much shit has happened since then, guys. Mm. And so we want to do like 1989 versus 2019. What has changed? Grunge is over. Yeah. Grunge isn't ha- like they're grunge inspired bands, but it's not. That 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 leads great into my next uh, yeah. nicely into my next question. So, how have you seen Seattle's music scene develop over time? It's changed so much. I mean, I think what makes Seattle special is that, and maybe that's also why grunge has been defined, but mm-hmm. defining us for so long is mm-hmm. because we have so many genres happening that we cannot be defined by one right now. Right. Um, if there was one, I would say hip hop. Yeah. For the past decade has been the biggest genre, but there's yeah. so much happening. Well, not only just on a local or regional level, like I feel like hip hop, like rap music oh. is kind of overtake like like you don't I just this is this sounds like very like uh like uh shooting from the hip, but I, I just don't hear a lot of guitars anymore. Like I don't hear like I hear like everything's like got like electronic mm-hmm. or sort of like a like um yeah everything I guess is like got an electronic and like le- like uh I don't know like it, it's informed by the, like computer sounds and stuff like I don't know I totally. found, I feel like I'm real I'm really stretching on this but I just don't hear I just I just see that shift of just like there's more of a focus on it doesn't it's not about like necessarily like learning how to play an instrument conventionally right but it's more about like what kind of access do you have to soundcloud or this beat or this or or repurposing this stuff is that no i I think you're you're absolutely correct and i think it's just because um it's easier to Mm -hmm. make electronic music and it's anyone can learn how to do it yeah learning guitar yeah takes like a lot more time yeah definitely well and, and it hurts got, also yeah exactly well like it's just like, are physically the in pain. And, like yeah. who wants that <clears throat> and it's like uh like that's why i feel like folks like we circling back to mac demarco yeah he's kind of an anomaly because he's sort of like his influences are what like steely dan or right or harry nielsen he says he hasn't like, listened to anything but the beatles for the past three years which i don't think that's true but whatever. <laughs> jasmine rolled her eyes just <laughs> <laughs> like um, how how could you <laughs> So, um, do you, so you talked a little bit about, um, working alone. Do you, we're going to switch gears here. Do you ever need to find the balance between solo work and collaborative work? Hmm. Yeah. I like to work alone. Mm -hmm. I'm a lone wolf type. Um, where do you think that comes from? I don't know. 
it kind of always been that way. Yeah. I, when I was a kid, I'd just been like hours in my room alone, mm-hmm. turning like these two Sharpies into like yeah. things to play with. Like yeah. that's the mom, that's the dad. It's been hours. <laughs> Doing just that. entertaining. So, your, so yeah. it sounds like you were able to like kind of like entertain yourself. Yeah, yeah, way. yeah. Um, so, so yeah. What is sorry? What is that balance between that solo work and collaborative? Right. Because it sounds like with KXP and even with Distinction, you have to work within this team. Like, how do you intersect and balance that? Well, with DMM, we have a lot of organization. Mm-hmm. Um, Sasha has. She's insane. She built like a crazy, insane Google Drive where mm-hmm. everything's organized. So, you know, keeping communication going is the best way to make collaborative work go. But um, I do think it is a struggle of mine. Yeah. Because I usually just am like, you're doing it wrong. I'll just do it myself. Oh. Yeah. Okay. I'm one of those. Yeah. Like, uh, <laughs> it's like, I'll just do it myself. Yeah. You're just going to fuck it up. <laughs> <laughs> so it's just like, um, it's a little bit of fear of like giving that person the benefit of the doubt and the trust that they're going to do it the way you want it to be done. Absolutely. I, re- I identify yeah. with that too, because yeah. I'm just, I am kind of a, con- like not a control freak, but I might. You can say it. You're a control freak. I'm a control freak. <laughs> I'm a control freak. I get that freak. from my mom. Do you think you get that from your parents oh, like absolutely my mom's a total control freak okay let's have that like, <laughs> what, what like what what is uh what, like in what in what way like in school like was she like like uh, what are your grades like what are you doing all yeah, yeah yeah she's just on me okay. all the time it's very known about like which way she thought my life should go uh-huh. what and I on top of that with christianity oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that can be very like hard like compounded a into a bundle of anxiety in my brain yeah so thanks diana <laughs> <laughs> oh you're on a first name basis with mom <laughs> no we're, we're good we're Shit, cool we're diana. cool <laughs> i love you mom <laughs> <laughs> she's listening yeah, she's um, not gonna listen to this. <laughs> so so the yeah so like you struggle with that collaborative method. but but it sounds yeah. like having you you mentioned what was it Sasha from Distinction yeah. Music Management has a uh, like has created an infrastructure for you basically like hold each other accountable in a way yeah like, yeah. yeah she always has like checklists and yeah. spreadsheets and yeah and all that do you do you find that your what what would you say more of your your role is in this in in Distinction Music Management like your pro like, well it's all kind of shifted yeah recently mm-hmm. and. Um, now it's like pretty much just Sasha and I. Okay. And so, yeah. Well, let me, let me rewind. So d- describe the process of founding Distinction Music Management. Like what, why create this type of, of organization or entity? Like what yeah. was the, what was the, the impetus for that? Well, um, it was Bone Thugs and Harmony. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> What, what? I was forced to go to a show by mm-hmm. a friend. Yeah. Uh, but okay, we'll rewind. Okay, yeah, yeah, rewind, rewind for me. Give us some context. Um, so, yeah, I graduated college in yeah. 2014. From, and, from Wazoo, I'm From saying. Wazoo. Okay. And I was trying to figure out, like, where I was going to go, what I was going to do, but yeah. I definitely wanted to do something in the music industry. Yeah. And I was just not finding anything mm-hmm. av- available. Like, there's unpaid internships I could do. Yeah. But... Uh, which I wasn't opposed to, but I, I don't know. Yeah. Then I kept going to like music industry meetups. I went to this one. There was like a panel on the music industry. It was like people. There was like a booker for like, I don't know, for some music venue. Yeah. There was a A and R agent, and there was some artist, mm-hmm. and they're all talking about the state of the music industry, and they're all just like shitting on it. They're all just like. Wah, wah, wah. Like what happens? Everything sucks. Yeah. You know, nothing's the same as it used to be. Right. And I just sat there thinking like, well, they have, they haven't adapted. They're still thinking the uh. old way. And I just felt like I could do it maybe. Yeah. And I like asked a question and then afterwards, like a bunch of artists came up to me to uh-huh. ask me things and I like had a couple answers. It's like, shit, I might know a couple things. So what were to contextualize that like what were these people on this panel saying how were they shitting on the... yeah they're just like i can imagine but yeah there's like it. everyone's moving to la yeah. no one stays in seattle you know there's no way to make money there's mm. no way to do this and that did and they highlight like the distribution of music at all like talk that about was a, a 
part of it as well mm-hmm. where it's like what what do we do how are we yeah like what don't even do it it was like yeah what they were saying yeah is it, that's the vibe. It seems they were super like discouraging exactly. coming into like a panel and just being like, "It's shit. It's all dead." Like, yeah, it's a yeah, dying art form. Yeah. Like, like, get out. <laughs> work um, at Amazon. Yeah, work at, <laughs> work at Amazon, baby. <laughs> Take your soul. Um, so, 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 how did like um, going back to what you were saying? Like, how did it disrupt? How were you? How does? What were you saying that was disrupting that thinking? Like, I don't what remember what I asked, but it was for the A&R person because mm-hmm. I knew that I wanted to be on that side of things. Mm-hmm. Asked her something, and I, I wish I could remember because that would be good for the story. But I asked her something, and mm-hmm. apparently it like hit a tone because she like didn't answer it well. She like didn't answer the question. Mm-hmm. She just like went around it. Got it. And then afterwards, it was like a whole discussion yeah. with like everyone who was at the panel. It was like, well what the fuck <laughs> yeah yeah it's just so, like it, it, you're like yeah like disrupting it to the point where it's like oh um we haven't maybe considered that yet. yeah like this is not like we can't just there can't be no music industry mm-hmm. and like we just need to figure out how to do it better so what so how does your company how does this dmm i'll just say dmm so yes yeah, it's, it's easier <laughs> yeah. yeah um how, how does dmm like what does that look like practically well, the way that we structured it is, I don't know if anyone has ever done it this way. Maybe okay. someone has. We tried to research, like, we don't even know what is an appropriate price for what we're doing. We had to mm-hmm. make it all up. Mm-hmm. Um, but we're, because we did exclusive management initially, but mm-hmm. um, it's kind of like, I didn't love it, because it's like being someone's mom and girlfriend at the same time. Mm. Oh, and also their dog. To, to the artist? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Uh, how un- not, how unromantic? Yeah, yeah. It's, it's it's not. I don't know. It just feels bad yeah. sometimes. Yeah. I mean, I guess it could work well if you find the right person that you really jive with. Totally. Um, but we had the skills and we wanted to provide the services, so mm-hmm. we built up a new system where we work with artists on a project by project basis, where mm-hmm. we created specific services for specific needs, where there's no contract, mm-hmm. where like. I will get a percentage of your of everything you make under this name yeah. for the next two years. Gotcha. It's like you'll pay me $150 or whatever mm-hmm. for me to do this for you. Gotcha. And then if you like the work, we can work together again. If you don't, or if I, we don't like working with you, we're not. So there's an out. The there's, there's an out. There's an out for the artist. They and don't feel like stuck to exactly. And yeah. I think that's what scares a lot of people with management. Oh. Is that it's like a marriage. Gotcha. That's what scares me. So about that's it how you just to just to clarify that that feels like that's how you're disrupting it. Then is by giving giving people money. options, and yeah. also we're doing it at a caprina, very affordable level, right? Because we want to work with artists that are still coming up mm-hmm. and give them options, like things that they could never do on their own, or they could do on their own, but they just don't know how to. do They need on the their infrastructure. Own. Yeah, yeah, the building blocks to like right get them to the next level. So what have what have been some successes and obstacles with the with DMM? Um, we've had a lot of both. <laughs> sure, um, yeah, with any emerging group, yeah, right. Um, a lot of success has come. Uh, my things that I felt the, the proudest of have been some of our uh, benefit shows that we've done. Yeah, we did one last year that. Um, was amazing raised like i don't remember how much it was it was like 800 dollars for puerto rico i think and then we uh i've been doing a lot of tour booking yeah for me that's like the most that's the closest you get to like being like a manager to someone because you're Mm -hmm. working with them for like three months booking this tour yeah and then talking to them every single day while they're on tour it becomes like a family thing so i think of all the bands that i've booked tours for as like that's the my mom. family. Yeah. Yeah. And hmm. that's what's been really fun is building your own family yeah. that's not flesh and blood. But. And maybe in a way like that kind of I'm, I'm seeing some connection to that with your upbringing as what well. like this kind of like creating this family that you want to see. You're creating yeah. things that you want to see in this way. And like, Absolutely. Yeah. That's yeah. I'm sorry. I just like that made that connection. That's great. Yeah. Um, so as you've gotten more and more opportunities in, in this specific scene, 
how you mentioned anxiety. How do you deal with anxiety? Oh, it's rough. Yeah. Um, I probably drink too much. <laughs> Fair. <laughs> it's, it's just like the obvious go-to. Yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, I, I just kind of have to breathe. Yeah. You know, I give myself a pep talk. Do you have imposter syndrome? Oh, very badly. Yeah, I got, very, I have that. I have that very too. badly. Yeah. Yeah. Where you're just like, what? Why the fuck am I even doing this? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't smoke weed. I, I wish that that affected me that way, yeah. but it actually makes it worse. The anxiety Smoke, like, gets weed. way worse. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I'm yeah. like, yeah, no. It sounds just like it's an ongoing thing. Oh, yeah. It's yeah. like it's just a daily struggle. Yeah. So, um,. Let's see here. What is what is the number one piece of advice you give to people who are coordinating events, who have been in your position, who are like coming up as well, who like want to do the same particular thing as you are? Like, what would be some advice? Like, if you looking back at like Jasmine, like college or whatever, like what would what would you say to that person? I would say just do it. Like yeah. that's that's what I did when people ask me, "How did you start DMM?" I just said, "I just did it." Like yeah. I had the idea. And I did it. Yeah. And I mean, obviously that's reductive of all the like steps that went into it, but still, you know, I I think if you, if you're passionate about music and you're passionate about a certain artist and you want to throw a show or Mm -hmm. whatever, do it, but also ask other people how it's done. So you don't, cause there are, you can, there's a lot of artists that throw shows Mm -hmm. that are just like. Oh, because they don't know the other side of it. They're like, oh, I think you just show up and you just do this. Like, no, like. No, it's all the you like. Need to like send out an advance. Yeah. And to, like. Like mecha- There's all the mechanics. There's like all the like unglamorous things. Yeah, yeah. Do you have someone? Anyone running the door? Yeah. Like. Do you have a flyer for the event? Like, is there yeah, a Facebook event? Yeah, for the, yeah, yeah. What are what are things to know about getting different artists together? Because I'm assuming with artists, they all have personalities. Like, how mm. do you navigate those personalities? Absolutely. It's, well, I mean, drummers are always the coolest, but... <laughs> Is that true? <laughs> oh, yeah. Drummers <laughs> huh. are always the best. Um, Frontmen are always the difficult ones to work huh. with. <laughs> but, that makes sense, because, like, the, the, dr- the drummers are literally the one who keeps oh, yeah. everything... They're, and there's like, no the ego. They're, they're like, they're just there keeping the beat. Like, they don't have yeah. any, like... I mean, sometimes they have a say in the words, but not usually. Like, yeah. They're just there to they just show up and play the drums, uh, zone out. That makes sense, like, that the personality fits the uh, the the part in the band, in a way. So that would make oh, sense, yeah. like, a front man would be, like, maybe a little bit more egotistical, maybe? Or like, I would a say that. Difficult. Yeah. It's, maybe being it's been said. How do you navigate that when, like, someone's, like, say, for example, like, clearly wrong, and you have to get them to, like, buy into yeah. this thing? Like, what do you, ha, ha, I what mean, do you do? Like, how do you maybe, I don't know. When they're my client, yeah. I have to, like, I have to be tactful about it. Yeah. And... I I usually give my artists the benefit of the doubt. Sure. But and I've like cleaned up their messes before. But I also like there there have been times where I've had to be like this this is not okay. You can't show up an hour late to the show and yeah. just expect that the booker's going to be fine with that yeah. or, or whatever. Mm-hmm. It's like a lack of discipline. Yeah. You have That's to when like, I have to no. get like kind of into mom mode. <laughs> yeah, no. Totally. Or more like cool aunt is what I try to be. I'm just like, hey, just buddy, like, what happened? With like Where a whiskey ginger, like, hey, uh, the fuck? Like, yeah. <laughs> I'm sticking my neck out for you, yeah. and you're fucking this up. Like, We're cool, but don't do that again. Yeah, yeah. Maybe like that, like that kind of like silent, but where you're like not mad at them. You're just like, yeah. Oh, well, no, like not ang- like not viscerally angry. We're just like, yeah. Let's not do like. I don't oh know, yeah, like the disappointed mom, look. The disappointed look. Yes. that's usually a lot more effective. Like, hmm. Yeah. Do you think this was an appropriate time to show up to yeah, the I show? Yeah, I felt. I feel hmm. that right How now. How do you like, feel about that? <laughs> yeah, you're just like, oh, I'm really stoned right now. Yeah. I can't, Literally, I can't, yes. I can't deal with this. Um, how do you use social media to build a brand? Oh, it's so important. Yeah. Like I think that our social media is our strength at DMM and that's all Sasha 
Uh, and I think you have to think about who you are, especially if you're coming from an artist's point of view, who mm -hmm. you are, what your tone is, what you want to represent, maybe a color scheme. Yeah. All of that. It's, it's important to think about all those factors. It's got to be intentional. It's got to be, exactly. Intentional is But right it's word. also like, I had Mina in here earlier, we do an interview. It's like, it can't be too wordy either. It's got to be like no. a mixture of like visual and like just the right amount of words yes. to get the message across. And yeah, and, and consistent. Yeah, right. consistency. So the tone is consistent. The visuals are consistent. There's a schedule for things. Exactly. Yeah, that can be. It's not just like, oh, we're going to throw this one up at 4 a.m. That's just like a picture of my toe because it's funny. Yeah, like no one sees it at 4 a.m. <laughs> like, <laughs> Go <no>. to bed. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh, shit. Wow. That is, holy moly, that is probably the largest raccoon I have ever seen. Hold that thought. We're going to take a quick break. To come on down to our second ever live concert event. Now that's what I call Funhouse on August 4th at Vermilion Art Gallery and Bar. Featuring PNW covers and original performances by local bands, including Rather Ordinary Dudes, Beautiful Freaks, The Prairie Fire, and Brag Rat, with appearances by the Funhouse family's very own presenter and assistant. And folks, if you can't make it out to our concert series, the Funhouse family's presenter and assistant will be performing at Seattle's longest-running variety show, Spin the Bottle, on August 8th. See sci-fi themed performances by local artists at Seattle's Annex Theater in Capitol Hill. And follow the Funhouse family on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at FunhouseFam for ticketing information and updates. I hope to see you there, Earthlings. Now, back to the show. Like, oh, we're going to throw this one up at 4 a.m. That's just like a picture of my toe because it's funny. Yeah, like no one sees it at 4 a.m. <laughs> like, <laughs> Go no. to bed. Exactly. <laughs> oh, shit. Wow. That is, holy moly, that is probably the largest raccoon I have ever seen. Holy shit. Holy <laughs> shit. French Hello. Fri French fries? I, Are you offering me French fries? No, or? I smelled French fries. Well, I don't know. That might be in the next room, but we were recording a podcast. Um, I've oh, never, yeah. I've, I've met, a, oh. we've had a guest on here who's been raised by raccoons, but we're, now we're literally looking at a raccoon right now. Wow. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> hi. You want to take a seat? <laughs> oh, can, oh, I'm just getting settled into this chair. Sorry. Okay. Okay. My tail. No, that's fine. Don't that's step fine. on my tail. I'm sorry. No, no, we'll, we'll move. We'll move. Um, yeah, so, so uh, um, where, where are you coming from, the outside? The outside? Oh, I just, uh, I smelled something that smelled like french fries, and it might be, I don't know, sometimes sometimes people, when they're stinky, they also smell like french fries. I've, oh. I've walked in on a lot of awkward situations, I bet you can't like what? imagine. Like what? Can you um, um, describe one for me? What's an awkward situation <laughs> oh. you've walked into? Well, this just happened the other night. Mm -hmm. I was walking around in the, in the U District. I uh -huh. made sure to get myself into that dumpster that's right behind the jack-in-the-box yeah, yeah, yeah. and right. then I was walking around and and I smelled a really good smell I thought I thought it was was some sort of cheeseburger some sort of sort of dairy type of thing and yeah. I I snuck into the room of the of the frat house and I I went in through the window and there were two humans just on top of each other and there was no food anywhere there well, was no food anywhere yeah, and there was two were, humans on top of each other that must have been very disturbing those people were probably having sex that's how they do it? <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that what that... Oh, oh, my... Oh, wow. Uh, hello. Uh, who, who... Who are you? I'm... I'm Darla the Dairy Pimple. I just... I heard something about cheese. You're a literal pimple. It's like... Can you describe what you look like right now? To, um... To the listener? Okay, well, you We're know... We're on a podcast, by the way, so... Oh. Great. I don't know what that is, but um. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, it's like a, it's like a, it's a kind of like a. Do you know what a radio show is? Not really. You know, I I live kind of a, a sheltered life. Okay. Okay. Well, 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 sorry, I interrupt you. What describe what what, what what do you what's what do you look like right now? Well, us? I mean, on the surface, you you might see I'm a little bit uh, pink, like a, a dark pink, uh -huh. kind of rounded, um, a little white yeah. at, at the the tip the of the yeah, yeah, I see that. It's kind of mm. oozing little squirts. I mean, yeah. I it's a little hardened. It, I haven't squirted yet. I haven't. <laughs> <used>. <laughs> so, 
I'm more I'm more hardened. You're hardened white. How long with have you pink? Are you uh, are you attached to a, a human at all? Like, yeah, is, she seems pimples. she seems to be in a trance. I kind of rode in on her today. Okay. I, I don't know why she's. Describe your human to us. Uh, she's fairly tall, okay. brunette. Yeah. Um, I guess you could say on the thinner side, but has like a kind of big butt. Yeah. Um, okay. Yeah, I don't know. I've just seen her like in glances in the mirror, so I don't, I don't know a whole lot. I can only see so much. There's a lot of skin around me. Yeah. Fairly clear, but there is a blackhead. That's my my partner. Actually. Jasmine, have you ever met a, uh, a pimp? Have you ever met a pimple and a, and a raccoon? I have not had the pleasure <laughs> to be in the same room as a raccoon and a pimple. I mean, I've met many pimples on my own face many yeah. times, but they yeah, never spoke yeah. to me. Yeah. Unfortunately, oh. that would have been nice. Actually, I have a combo. Yeah, I'm yeah. surprised. Yeah. That you have Yeah. Met. They're not very friendly. Maybe they're shy. Maybe, maybe, yeah. or maybe I just like. Look at them so angrily because yeah. I want them to go away. That's the thing like, is sometimes yeah. people look at you with disdain and it, you feel like uncomfortable trying to start yeah. up a conversation. I oh, know that. I know that. Yeah, I was going to ask the uh, largest that. raccoon ever um, if you what, what, <laughs> what that you, feels like. Um, um, like what, how, how, what do you feel? What, do you, what kind of reactions do you get from people? Well, I, I actually got my name from people's reactions to me. People right, I gave say, you that name. That's right, because you were very large for a raccoon. I'm the largest raccoon most people have seen. Yeah. I am fully four feet long, and I am about 50 pounds. I'm a really big raccoon, and yeah. I'm friendly. I'm very friendly. Yeah. I go into people's backyards all the time. I play with the toys that their children leave out there. <laughs> but people see me from their window, and they run out, and they start shaking brooms at me, swiffers. Aww. They're close fist. Terrible. <laughs> they're, like, they're just a closed fist. Like, get off my lawn, you large raccoon. Well, well it's, it's funny that you mentioned that, because get off your lawn is what I actually ended up naming my youngest child. Wait, so you don't... Oh, <laughs> oh you have a kid? Well, I have three little kits. That's what, that's what little raccoons are called. Where are they now? I feel like we have a trend of just, like, parents leaving their children behind on this <laughs> podcast. <laughs> Well, I go out and I look for trash, and my little kits, they stay in the dumpster like they should, but sometimes I catch them running across the street, and I say, you run across the street like that, you end up like Uncle George flat as a pancake. <laughs> oh, oh, I'm so sorry to hear that. Oh. What happened to Uncle, yeah, what happened to Uncle George? He got hit by a car, and now he's flat as a pancake. Oh, my God. <laughs> it's, it's a loss in the family, but there's, there's many of us, and he was annoying. Um, Darla, the dairy pimple, do you have a family? Um... Besides yourself? Oh, I have, yeah, I have thousands of family members all over this face. Okay. And body. One face? <laughs> wow. I oh, said and body. Oh, your human is... Your human has got... Go uh, under something. Um, has some blemishes? You might have missed the body part. Yeah. And so the body. Oh, There's oh, a, wow. That's a lot for... No. no I'm, it, it, I'm a poor. That's... <laughs> I... I'm part poor, part blemish. So... Because we're not dermatologists. The body is full of pores, (laughs) and they're all my family members. I'm just the glamorized version of that at this time. Oh. Oh. How long have you been in your pimple form? About two days. I would consider myself two days old in this form. Two days old. So I'm. You could say I'm full grown. How's that been going? Have you done anything to celebrate being two days old? I mean. No, but I guess I should. I don't know. There's not a whole lot to do here. Right now, well, in on you know, I don't have the same kinds of body parts you guys have. I'm a complex creature. I've got (laughs) hairs. I've got dead skin cells. I've got bacteria. But you know, I can't like go party. Pus that's coming out of the landing onto the table. Yeah, yeah. Not yet, but soon. I can feel it coming. (laughs) (laughs) And maybe that's how I celebrate. Oh, oh, that's just uh, that's just grime from your uh, from your fingers there. Oh, Uh, I'm sorry. I thought that was from the pimple. Oh no, no, no! I brought some trash with me. I hope that's okay. Uh, sure. It's already very warm in here, but go for it. It's going to smell. Oh. oh, I oh now I feel bad because I do have several eggs that have gone bad. Okay, well let, we can be inclusive. If that's trash is what you eat, you know, like it's like being inclusive of veganism. You know, it's like. Uh, do we have to? 
So I can yeah, eat. I think oh, we. Oh, but can I eat my pizza-soaked cardboard in here? That's yep. what I want to know. Definitely. <laughs> because I did bring it. I think that's. I think if you just eat that, and maybe we set the rest of the trash outside. Yeah. I'm, oh, okay. All right. You can. Just because it's like it's smelly and. Okay. There's right. more. It's actually. a little rude. It's okay. a little rude. Yeah. There we go. <laughs> It'll be right out there. I'll keep an eye on it. I see it. Oh, don't let anyone else take it. Okay, I will make sure that no one else takes it. No, that's valuable. Trash. Okay. Um, do you do do raccoons get pimples? I was actually gonna ask that. Yeah. Well, if I do have pimples, they are a mystery to me because I am covered in fur. And okay. sometimes I get sore spots and they do bleed, but <laughs> I think that might be from all the fights I get into. Oh, you're, oh. you're a scrapper. Oh, I scrap all the time. Yeah, with, with other raccoons, other animals maybe, besides raccoons? Raccoons, crows, full-grown <laughs> humans, taxis. I will fight anything that gets in my way. Okay. Because I'm here for the trash. Okay. You fought a human? (laughs) You fought a human? How was that? Well, I do it pretty often. His name is Jimmy. He also visits the dumpster pretty frequently. Oh, no. Oh, it's okay. Jimmy and I, we have a begrudging friendship. Sometimes I give him a little trash. He gives me a little trash. One time he put me on a leash and walked me around. That was interesting and new. How did you feel about being on a leash? I never heard of a raccoon on a leash before. I wanted to try it. I'm open-minded. I, I think, you know, I'm not here to, you know, judge anybody. But is it like a weird, like, king thing? <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, do you like it? Is it like a... I, I, I wondered if I did, but I got to be free. I got to be free. Nobody can, can cage me. Yeah, and you if you do, you're going to get ringworm or rabies. I'll tell you that. <laughs> 100%. <laughs> so, Darla, uh, you said you're a dairy pimple. What does that mean exactly? It means that I was born through the consumption of dairy. Okay, so your human eats a lot of che- like cheese and milk? And- um, I couldn't say whether she eats a lot of it, but she did in this case, and thus I was born. Is, so. your, is, your, human being, is your human being allergic to other things? Uh, yeah, she does have an intolerance to wheat. Okay. Um, so, you know... Sometimes all some friends will appear around the same area that I'm living in, mm-hmm. but they're more just little bumps. So um, I'm I'm kind of the the big blemish on the block. Oh, Ooh. you don't fight the big other pimples that are blemish on the block that appear around you. Know, you know, I mean, I could I could spread my pus and maybe infect them a little bit more, but then I wouldn't be the big blemish on the block anymore. And I feel like you know I can I can kind of like be the star of the show. How does one become the big blemish on the block? You know, honestly, I lucked out. I It was given to you? It just, you know, it's one of those things you're just born with or you're not. Yeah. And um, the sebum decided to really clog that pore, so. Where are you located? I'm uh, near the bottom lip Ah. on the right side of uh, this lady's face. Yeah. What, what I want to know more about the the face that you're attached to. Like, how does what's that what's that like being attached to a human being? <sighs> I mean, it's all I've ever really known. So, you know, it's kind of warm. Uh, it can get uncomfortable sometimes, depending on if she's frowning or smiling. Uh-huh. And she's making out with someone. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Luckily, I haven't had to encounter that in my my days of being alive but uh mm-hmm. making out yeah but i can your human does not do that how old is in two human? days oh in two days she okay. just yeah she just hasn't in the last two days um <laughs> i want to say she's probably like 26 okay it okay. feels like she's 26. It's it's hard to know because so you know I've that? existed for so long on her face as a pore and I get such little information because I'm so yeah. I'm so small and deep that I I just I can't hear as much, I can't feel as much. I'm just kind of like existing and, and floating in this body, but I just didn't know pores were sentient. I I didn't either until I surfaced. Are are you saying that my pores are sent? Like there are little, all of my pores, there's personalities and... Yeah. Wow. They have feelings, they have thoughts. Wow. 
they're just not as conscious as blemishes. So very metaphysical. Yeah. What, like, what, what, like, what, okay. Let, let's just take a shot in the dark. Like, what's a favorite movie you like? Do you like books? Do you read? Do you uh, do you? Well, you know Netflix? what? So, like I said, as Are a as things? a poor, I couldn't really see much. Okay. But in the la- my days of existing, I've watched some King of the Hill. I have to say, <laughs> I really like it. What? <laughs> You're a King of the Hill fan. I am, yeah, it's funny. Wow, two days on this planet, and that's what you've watched. Yeah. <laughs> King of the <laughs> I have to that's say, high art. quality. <laughs> Do you get around to watching much TV, uh, um, Large Raccoon? Largest Raccoon. Largest Raccoon, sorry. sorry. <laughs> Thank you for correcting me. Well, I do uh, sometimes, uh, TV is the box with the flashings, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. You, yes, yes, yes. yes. The there, there are the with the flat. I think that's the first time I've heard it called that. It's very endearing term. Yes, yes. You, we were probably talking about the same thing. Uh, well, I like to watch that through uh, the the glass in in human homes, and sometimes well, I watch it. Well, sometimes from the inside, but then I get kicked out real quick. <laughs> they say that's the largest raccoon I've ever seen, and then I run out as quick as I can. But first, I knock over their trash and I rip it on through it. And sometimes I'll take a little can with me and I'll run down the alleyway, and the can goes clink, clink, clink. But I do enjoy to watch the flashing box. Uh, uh, do you have any recognition? <laughs> do you have any recognition of what is on the flashing box at all? Uh, sometimes I see a yellow uh, square type figure. Okay. Uh, um, oh, uh, <laughs> uh, SpongeBob square pants. Lots of laughing. Lots of uh, laughing. Lots of silly jokes. Mm-hmm. Uh, goofs. Uh, I also like to watch uh, the uh, one where they make the uh, cloth things that humans wear. The project. Project Runway. Right? Project Runway. Oh, yes. Nice. Nice. <laughs> they nice. make it work. Are any of these shows ringing a bell besides King the Hell? You got, you got, no, you got a lot actually, of TV to catch up on. I know. Uh, I, I don't know Project Runway, but I've actually heard from one of my um, poor friends that was a pimple mm-hmm. like last month mm-hmm. about SpongeBob, and I hear that he has huge pores. Yeah. So there's a lot of opportunity there. How so? <laughs> How so? <laughs> Just because he has large pores? Yeah, they Really massive pimples. Really big pimples. You could I, be the biggest pimple. I, oh my god. This, this, I'm gonna just that throw this out cool. in the dark and shoot from the hip here. This feels like a TV show. We got a pimple and we've got a, a large, largest raccoon here. Yeah, maybe I could live on the oh, raccoon. We I could shave a little square off. I, I like that. Maybe, maybe you could live on my back or on my side. Or, or we could, we could, your human and I could go roaming for trash. And we could scare people. Do pranks? I mean, I could talk to her, see if she's down. That would be great. But please remind her I am a large raccoon. I, I thought it was large Largest. You said you're... You corrected me. Well, you corrected me first. Well, I'm a raccoon, so I get a lot of things wrong. <laughs> is that true? How, how do raccoons get there? Like, what else do you get wrong? Well, wrong is an abstract concept. <laughs> I don't know all the human things, but I'm picking them up. Okay. okay. Well, it's I it's mean, hard. You're, you're very articulate. There's a lot to learn. Do you both just want to be humans? Not really, no. It seems hard. Yeah, the human condition is full of uh, strife and agony. I can feel it, actually, yeah. yeah. I can yeah. feel the agony. I feel like being a human would be too much responsibility. I like to run the streets, I like to knock things over, I like to get into fights, and I like to rip things up. So I feel like as a human, I would be bad. <laughs> but you have, you, have, you, have, you have children, so you're responsible in that way, you're responsible to your kiddos. I'm not sure if they would agree with you there. Oh, really? Like, what would they say? Well, they would say, uh, we were raised in a dumpster, and our mother spends most of her time looking for trash. And she named us, respectively, Taco Bell old eggs, and hey, you get off my lawn. Um, which are respectable <laughs> raccoon names. Which are respectable <laughs> raccoon names. I must say, they should be. They don't get like real, like, 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 real, like, like actual human. Well, I guess not, because. Are those like old. the John, James, and Harry of raccoon names? Certainly, certainly. Yeah. I was not as creative as I could have been, although one was named for the circumstance. So what right. was, so it was Taco Bell. Yes, my oldest. My, your oldest. Okay, Taco Bell. Um, 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 so what were the, Run them through again. Taco uh, Bell. Taco Bell, my yeah. oldest. Okay, your oldest. What's he like? 
Or they like. Uh, he is. Thank you. Right. Yeah. Um, uh, he is definitely uh, the most rambunctious. Okay, most rambunctious. Next one. Uh, my sweet princess, old eggs. <laughs> old eggs? Old eggs. Aww. My only daughter. <laughs> only She's, daughter. Oh, I'm going to teach her everything I know about being sly and sexy and <laughs> peeing to the side. Okay. It's going to be amazing. <laughs> what, are, what are the other ones? What, what? Other sexy things or other children? No, no, no. no. Other children. I could tell you. Your other children's names. Your other what children's names. What we do names. in the alleyways. <laughs> okay. Hold on. My, my last child, of yeah, course. Yeah. Uh, hey, you get off my lawn. Hey, you get off my lawn. Okay, so oh. what, what, is, what is their, what are they like? Are they your, your, your youngest? My youngest. My okay. youngest son. Hey, okay. you get off my lawn. Hey, you get off my lawn. Oh. What are they, uh, are they a handful? They are a handful. I mean, with that name, that's like, that's already immediately like, hey, you, get we're going to have problems. <laughs> I mean, get off my lawn. He gets away from the pack all the time. He's always running in front of cars and mm. jumping into KFC buckets. <laughs> you know, the night he was born, we were on a lawn together, me and my, my, my lover. Uh, and my other children, and, and a human appeared from a window, and he said, Hey, you, get off my lawn. And I thought, what could be a more beautiful name for my new baby? Absolutely. I, yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm right? with you. I'm, I'm feeling that. I'm feeling that. Do, do, what, are, what are the pimples? So there's Darla. Darla seems like a very, like, did you give yourself that name? Did your human give you that name? My human actually did, yeah. Oh. Mm -hmm. Interesting. Yeah, she names all of her blemishes. That seems... Oh, really? What are some of the other names she names her blemishes? Um... God, I'm trying to remember. I think there was a Deborah, so, uh... She Deborah? likes D names, Deborah. apparently. Okay. Belinda. Belinda. That was one. Those are all the ones I can think... Well, Blake is my, my partner. Oh, Blake. Tell me about Blake. Blake the Blackhead. <laughs> <laughs> What's he like? What's Blake the Blackhead? <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry to laugh at that. It was, you're right. Yeah, it was the know. alliteration that caught me off guard. It is a beautiful name, Blake the Blackhead. He will. So. Yeah, he's. I have a thing for for small guys. So. <laughs> Wait. How so? What do you mean? He's little and he's. Compact and so, so he lives like, next to me. So maybe is it is it because he's like less physically threatening because he's small? Yeah, because I'm a bit of a feminist. So oh, okay, right. nice. Get it, girl. And like oh, I yeah. said, I'm kind of large and in charge. I I like large someone a little more submissive. Yeah. Do you are you a feminist? Largest raccoon. Oh, t certainly. Yeah. Feminism is for everyone, even really large raccoons. <laughs> yeah. I'd agree. Yeah. I well, mean, we're out in these streets. We're we're a large blemish and a large raccoon. No one can tell us what to do with our with our bodies or our, our poor. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Preach it, sister. Yeah, you know <laughs> what I'm talking yeah, about. Very yeah. empowering. <laughs> um, so I know we know we, we deal with a lot of uh, we know kind of what happens with feminism with humans. But what what are some of the issues that you encounter with the patriarchy in your uh, Don't even get me started. Oh, I would, oh. Love, to, I would love to unpack this. <laughs> like, let's get you started in here. Well, I have to say, I mean, my existence is very much uh, not accepted by the patriarchy. Mm. They airbrush us away. Mm. They mm. squeeze us out. Uh, nope. They put this acid stuff in there just to burn our bodies up. Acid? It's absurd. Acid. It's called salicylic acid. I saw that yesterday. What? When my human opened her cabinet. Yeah. And I thought she was going to burn me. <gasps> she wow. didn't do it, though? She didn't. That's some internal, maybe like internalized? I think maybe she's working on, yes, yeah, oh, major internalized misogyny, but I know she's been working <laughs> literally on <idiot>. this. <laughs> so... 
Yes, yes, it's literal. She's working through it, it. and so I think she's maybe she was maybe also working on her karma points. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. She decided to not. She like I saw the hand like go before my eyes in slow motion almost reach for that bottle, and I I saw it my entire life flash before me, and then the hand pulled away, and I was like, oh my god, I can breathe now, and I'm still here. Wow. And I'm bigger than ever. Thank you for oh. sharing that, that journal. Wow. Time's that up, patriarchy. Yeah, time's, time's up. up. Time's, time's up, up. silic something. Silic. What about for you, largest raccoon? Well, what's the issue with you? Ah. Uh, with the feminism. So many feminist issues face raccoons, but, but one of the biggest ones is, is just that of assumption. When you're streaking through somebody's backyard, they say, look at that big boy. They say, look at that big boy. It's not a big boy. It's me. I'm a healthy, thick lady raccoon, and I am here to run through your backyard. She fit. I am thick. I am four you feet long and 50 pounds. I am a thick, thick animal. And you know what? I love every tuft of fur on my body. I really Hell do. yeah. Yeah. Because sometimes it's hard. You say, oh, that patch got ripped off by a crow or... or oh, sorry. I, oh, I'm looking at your trash can. Oh, there, there's another little raccoon oh, out there on the oh, trash can. Oh, is it, does it have three little rings on its tail and, and a little bit of its ear bitten off? Yeah. What, which one is that one? Is that your kid? Oh, that's hey, you get off my lawn. Oh, God. Hey, you get off my lawn. Hey, hey, you hey, get off my hey, lawn. Hey, you get off my lawn. Get in here. <laughs> Mommy's trash, honey. You you were supposed to be in the dumpster with your brother and sister. You know I just get into mischief all the time. Oh, hey, you get off my lawn. I love you so much, but if you if you try to follow me out on my trash runs again, I'm gonna let I'm gonna let old Joe babysit you, put you on a leash again. But Mama, you put the you put the eggs outside, and I can smell them. I can smell them all the way from the dumpster, and you know how much I want to eat those little legs. Oh, hey, you get off my lawn. I can't stay angry with you. Yeah, I love you, Mama. Oh, I love you, too, my beautiful trash king. Wow. Wow. All right, now go wait for Mommy outside and guard Mommy's trash. Oh, all right, all right, all right. Guard Mommy's trash. I love you. Should I, should I give, give my brother and sister? Are they here, too? Get back to the trash can. All right, all right, all right. I'm so proud of him. He seems delightful. Seems yeah. delightful. Very, very kind. I just really quick, Mom. Uh, I bit a cat in the face. <laughs> hey, you get off my lawn. You are more trouble than you're worth. And the cat was being mean and coming too close to the dumpster, so I just bit him right in his face. Do you want to go live out back of the subway with your father? I didn't think so. Oh, we didn't talk about dad, really. What's your relationship like with the oh, I'm leaving if we're going to talk about <laughs> What's he like? Well, he's a no-good son of a bitch. <laughs> and hey, you get off my lawn is growing up just like him if I don't do something about oh, it. Oh, my God. Well, okay, so what, what? Are we are we talking in... Are we getting into feminism again? Intersecting here? These men? These goddamn men. I mean... Goddamn right Goddamn men. I mean, when a man... Steals your trash when he comes wow. into your dumpster wow. and tells you that you are the largest raccoon he's ever seen in a tone that does not make you feel like the thick trash princess you are. <laughs> Sometimes you have to kick him to the literal curb and you have to tell him I will have no more kids with you. You're just like, you stay out of this dumpster. Yeah, you stay, you stay out, out of this dumpster. dumpster. You get out of here. You go to a compost bin. Yes. You eat that soft trash like you deserve. You deserve oh, the yeah. soft trash. <laughs> okay, well. Ethicist. Oh, oh. I like your attitude. What's he? Uh, what's he look like? Well, he's also fairly large, <laughs> and he has a green rubber band stuck around his neck. Hello, honey. Oh, for the love of God! I slept in the compost pit again last night. Oh, Randall. I'm gonna bite your whole face off. You better not, honey. You know how much I hate that. I'm gonna bite your whole face off and then I'm gonna throw you into a puddle. Uh, so this is your husband? Uh, ex-husband. Uh, we're still technically married by raccoon law. Ah, well, raccoons are very conservative, so... Where are your kids right now? Well, 
They're supposed You're to watching be watching them. Well, I'm sorry they were supposed to be heading back to the dumpster, but they followed mommy because mommy does things with her life and doesn't just sit in a compost bin and stink. Like put fucking leashes around your neck, have them put on by a human being. You know, sometimes you have to do what you have to do for the support of your children. Hey, you're not in raccoon college anymore. Hey, Darla, Darla, babe, what's happening? I just woke up. <laughs> oh, uh, hey, good morning, sweets. Hey, how's it going? Uh... Good. I just like kind of do pimples talking to each other. I'm, hey, I'm a blackhead man. All right. He, yeah, he's Whatever. a I know my place. You're man. small. I'm large. You clearly don't know your place, man. Randall, will you just let these pimples talk? These sure, pimples sure. need to have a conversation. Sure. We'll yeah, let them talk. We, we, we have Fuck. healthy communication, actually. Um, and I, I did want to ask you something, Blake. Yeah, yeah, I know, like, I know we're not married, but I thought maybe like. Because, you know, I'm a feminist, so who cares? Um, we could maybe... I'm kind of inspired to have children with you. Oh, my... You know, I, I was I was waiting for you to make the first move, but I would love that. But y- y- you know what that means, right? You're going to have to squirt on top of me. <laughs> I've... Wait, yeah, how does that fucking work with pimples? Wait, is that how it. pimples have sex? Yeah, they yeah, squirt yeah, on exactly. One pimple squirts on top of a black <laughs> Makes sense. Yeah. Makes so. And then it infects that pore even more, and then it turns into a, another pimple. It's it's really beautiful, and it's quite um, sensual. It's the miracle of life, babe. Yeah. I think we've, you know, we've been waiting for this, and it's, I'm ready. It's time. I'm ready, too. My, my blackhead Blake body is ready. <laughs> And I thought we were nasty. Yeah, we, we, yeah these people are sick fucks. Right here. He's a sick fox. You and I used to make love on a head of old lettuce, but I can't I can't deal with this. Well, at least the lettuce <laughs> built in bedding was nice and Go back to the compost, right, baby, right, you right, son okay. of a bitch. I'll see you there soon. All right. Yeah, all you kids are out here just eating all your trash. Well, I'm watching them, ain't I? You're not. You're inside a room. Bye. All right, babe, so we just have to find a way to convince our human to have her pop you on top of me. <laughs> I, I think, like, we're developing a pretty good rapport, so yeah. I feel like I could maybe talk to her about that. Um, and then while I'm at it, maybe infecting um, rac- the largest raccoon you've ever seen with a little bit of my pus as well to create more babies. Yeah, no, that, you know what, hey, I'm all for interspecies pimple babies. <laughs> I would be honored. Great. Well, um, time's up, right? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, amen. Uh, so let's get it going. All right. <laughs> okay. Yeah, you, you've been working on the the pimple tra- trans telepathy, right? You yeah. have control of her mind still, right? Um. Can you don't you weren't supposed to say oh, that? Sorry, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. What is this? A, humans can't know this. What is this yeah. a secret? No, no, no. no you didn't hear anything. No, pim- okay. pimples cannot control the humans that they're on. That they just, can't that's do that. not a fact at all. That's I was just <laughs> that's being funny. silly. Yeah, yeah, that's funny. Yeah, has got to leave soon. Okay. So we could. Okay. Hold on just one second. Jasmine Albertson. I run Distinction Music Management. You can follow us on Instagram at DistinctionMGMT. You can also read my work on KXP at www.kxp.org. Hi, I'm Sophie Sonia Schwartz, and I played the largest raccoon you've ever seen. Uh, you can follow me personally on Instagram at Sophie173, or you can follow my sketch comedy group at Maple Daddies on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Hi, I'm Victoria Felix. I played Darla the Dairy Pimple. You can find me on Instagram at bespoke underscore bench with an N. 
You can also follow my doggo, Olive the Bagel Hound, on Instagram. I will be the presenter in Funhouse 5, and you can watch me in East of the Mountains, a feature film coming out in the near future. Thank you, Isabel Moskowitz, for asking us to change your tire at the top of the show. Join us again next week as I talk to local theater performer and burlesque performer Sam I Am. And then later we're going to be joined by Tam, who's a big old movie buff, and Bezos Spot 47. Also, remember to come see Now That's What I Call Fun House on August 4th and our Spin the Bottle series on August 8th. Our theme music was composed by Alex Place. Our logo was designed by Alex Vincini. Our audio technician for this episode was Robert Bohorquez. Our film and media manager, also Robert Bohorquez. Our communications manager is Maureen Armstrong. And our artistic manager is Jake Ferg. And if you like what you heard, help us out by subscribing to our podcast and leaving us a review. Find us at FunhouseFam.com and on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at FunhouseFam, where you can get all the updates for everything Funhouse events, auditions, and script submissions. Join us. Goodbye. Tuesday, Tuesday, Tuesday. Get ready, Seattle, for the biggest live podcast event of the year. This July 30th, Northwest Film Forum is going to explode. Not one, not two, but three local podcasts go head to head. Funhouse Band, Save the D8, Shifties. This awesome mind-twisting action from 7 to 11 p.m. Watch as the Funhouse family discusses the local art scene. See the Save the DA crew improv a D&D story that you'll never forget. And stare as the shifties regale the masses with how tough it is to be in the workforce. Plus, all those with the best handmade name tags will win awesome prizes. Watch them all battle it out under one roof. Northwest Film Forum, July 30th from 7 to 11. We'll sell you the whole seat, but you'll only need the urge. Multi-fish media.